0: Hello, everyone. Dr. Stillman here today. I am joined by my friend Rudy Nassif, founder of VivaRay. is one of my favorite uh, blue blocking uh, products. And also his product line has got a couple of other products that I use particularly to protect my sleep and circadian rhythms. And particularly when I'm on the road, I like his stuff, um, particularly for busy, frequent travelers. And he is himself a digital nomad joining us as he is now from a beach somewhere in Central America. Right, Rudy?
1: Hey, Leland. Yes, I'm actually enjoying a storm right now. Uh, yeah. Crazy lightning bolts hitting the the ocean in front of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Rudy runs Viva Rays. Um, I wear their blue blockers when I travel for a couple of reasons. Number one, you can actually change the lenses out, which I really like. Um, and that allows you to, like, change the intensity of your blue light blocking. Um, and light is what we're really here to talk about today. And Rudy's got, um, you know, his story to share with us. And I wanted to give him time to chat about how he came to realize how important light was for health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Reflecting back on my story, I had five major breakthroughs that took me from depression, anxiety, chronic fatigue, to vitality, vibrancy, and inspiration. And it literally started Leland when I was a little kid at school. I was the perfect example of the problem child, always suffering from headache, agitation, and inability to focus. And uh, my teachers were so quick to label me as ADHD and forcing me back into a rigid educational system that literally were like artificially lit classroom felt literally like a prison cell to me. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Lebanon. And so it's a
0: beautiful, sunny country where it's very sad that they put people indoors with artificial light.
1: Absolutely. Like the class felt like a prison cell to me. And all I wanted was to break free and feel that sunshine on my face. I was a very, very intuitive kid and I knew what I wanted from a very very young age but I could not express myself so my only way to express myself back then was troublemaking because it was my only escape from the prison and believe it or not Leland I was I was kicked out from seven different schools now fast forward a few years I, I landed myself into engineering school somehow but by then I was living like a night owl up and wired all night and useless and drained during the day. I felt like I've been chewed up and sped out by life. Um, always tired, never up for much, constantly unmotivated in my social and professional life. And I was literally letting, uh, like dragging myself through the day as if I was wearing a backpack full of rocks. It was so heavy. Yeah. And the lowest point was when I got kicked out of my job as an engineer. I literally woke up the, the, the following day completely paralyzed with sadness and fatigue. And I could not find a compelling reason to leave my bed. I was in a very bad state, almost suicidal. Um, now, around, around that same time, I literally stumbled upon a quote from Albert Einstein. It said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results yeah and and this truth literally struck me like a bolt of lightning and i decided to leave everything behind Uh, i i packed my bags and i went on a journey to find some answers so i was very excited because i was learning from the world's top leading experts and has gurus and i was feeling very hopeful that i could make a change in my life but the problem was every one of them was telling me to do something different. Eat this, don't eat that, uh, count your calories, exercise more, take this vitamin, t- try this gadget. Right. And with the state that I was in, it was all too much and extremely confusing. Lennon. And no matter how many diet supplements I tried, I wasn't feeling any better. Mm-hmm. Now, one evening, uh, I was literally lost in the vast sea of the internet, roaming the, 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 the web, and I found a video by Dr. Jack Cruz It was titled, Artificial Light is Killing Us. Yeah. And at the time, to be honest, my mind was very foggy, so every everything he said seemed to fly over my head. But the one line that stood out, he said, you can't get healthy in the same light environment that made you sick. Mm. And it literally stuck with me because at the time, I was already trying all these different diets, all these different supplements, and I wasn't uh, getting the res- long-lasting results. So I decided to take his word to heart and start an experiment. So I, uh, I literally left the city, and I decided to go volunteer on a farm in Quebec, uh, up north in Canada. And for six weeks, Leland, I was sleeping in my tent, literally, being exposed only to natural sunlight during the day, and fire and candlelight during the evening. Now, within a matter of three days, something miraculous was happening. I was experiencing a transformation that I hadn't felt in 25 years, literally. I, right. was waking up, I was waking up at dawn with no alarm clock, feeling super fresh, super rested, super energized, like I've never felt before. And I was, for the first time, infused with an exhilarating sense of joy, feeling on top of my word, my motivation was scaling up, and... Uh, it was very remarkable. Uh, to me, it was magic. I couldn't understand what was happening. So uh, being the, the, the curious soul that I am, I was literally eager to comprehend this, this miraculous transformation. And this led me to the realm of light and health. And this literally was the beginning of this seven-year journey so far of studying, questioning, mostly unlearning and relearning. And uh, through the throughout this journey came my third big moment, a light bulb, a light bulb moment. You, you and it was all about this fantastic equation from Albert Einstein: e equals yeah. mc squared. Right. With, which completely changed the way I look at, at health and light.
0: And did and, you did you start to think about this because of Jack Cruz's blog post on this?
1: Uh, I actually stopped thinking about it because. I was watching one of his presentation i guess the vermont presentation. yes the vermont
0: talks at Shelburne farms are amazing
1: exactly and he was he was talking about e equal mc square and i studied engineering i'm very familiar with physics the know, physics of life yes. i've never connected it to biology i know i was i did not study biology though i know probably. and so i had a
0: similar experience right where as a doctor i had been taught to consider the matter and the drugs and the chemicals and the organ systems and the The electrolytes and the vitamins but i had the same experience where i thought i I came to jack cruz's work and i thought hold on a minute there's a completely other side of the equation that's all about light and sound and energy and vibration and these are actually what control circadian rhythms and that's what we're really talking about is the ability of your body to time its rest and rejuvenation and its activity and exertion which is what really mismatches in this create a lot of the pathology we see in the conventional medical world of what we call anxiety, depression, you know, a myriad of illnesses that then are the results of these things that you've obviously experienced firsthand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I first looked at this equation from Fresh New Eyes, it seemed to me like it's coming out of a science fiction movie. But then I realized, oh, my God, like not only light control every aspect of our health, but it's the nucleus of life itself. It's literally the cause from which everything springs. And we are beings of light and literally everything around us including the earth itself comes from the light and is profoundly influenced by light and as you as you're saying leland when light enters our eyes it literally slows down and it's giving the energy to all of those hormones and brain chemicals that that control how we feel how we think and how we act and as a depressed person going from one holistic doctor to another everyone was telling me about my dopamine Deficiency about my serotonin deficiency, but no one told me that my light environment was actually giving the instruction for my dopamine and for my serotonin on what to do. So, so that's it. So so literally, like when I made the uh, leap or by chance going to this fund, deciding to change my light environment, it's 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 it's, it's not uh, it's not surprising that in three days. I start feeling a transformation that I had not felt for so many years. It's because literally I changed my light environment. I was in uh, natural light a lot more during the day. And when I went to volunteer, I was living with indigenous people up north and really up north in Canada. And those people were still living really connected to the land. And they did not use any electricity or Wi-Fi at night. And while we in our day-to-day life need to use these things, we must find some ways to mitigate the effect. Because as as, as we mentioned, if light is capable of giving the instruction to our neurotransmitters, it's literally capable of shaping the way we perceive ourselves and the way we perceive our words. And the number one thing when someone is feeling an illness they have a self-image, a very strong self-image of themselves as being ill. Mm-hmm. And basically, we keep reinforcing this image as we go from, uh, you know, one, one approach to another. And we we often fail to help the person to rewire a new self-image of themselves, one that is belonging to their true nature, which is one of vitality and vibrancy. But... The problem is that the environment is depleting that, that person, which in my case I was very depleted, and I could not have that energy to be able to think about myself in a whole in a whole new way.
0: And so we have to we have to like talk about that for a minute because it's really important for people to understand that you need this balance between the day and the night in order to have health in your body, let your brain, your organ systems, etc. When you're exerting yourself during the day and are having uh, your neurotransmitters and hormones triggered by light. And that's what wakes you up in the morning. Just in case you ever wondered, it's that light hitting your eyes in the morning. It stimulates the signal from your retina to the rest of your brain. That signal triggers the release of these hormones and neurotransmitters. But just like you have to step on the brake to slow down your car so that you can take it to the shop so that it can be repaired so that it doesn't turn into a smoking wreck. You have to occasionally slow down your body as in every single night and allow it to rest and rejuvenate. And the problem with our modern world in many respects is that what we've got is a world where the gas pedal is always being stepped on and everyone wonders why they don't have any gas left in the tank, so to speak. Um, It's it's very simple. It's about your circadian rhythms. It's about the lack of restful sleep at night, which is driven by this chronically bright and sort of bright light environment. More on that in a minute.
1: Absolutely. That's that's amazing, Leland, that you brought this up. And I always remind people that getting a great night's sleep and waking up feeling rested and rejuvenated doesn't happen by chance like so many people think. It happens by design and it's controlled by law. And the one word that describes that law is the law of balance. Everything in nature is based on balance. There is a balanced rhythmic interchange between polar opposites. And what you just described is literally the balance interchange between day and night. And when this is absent, it throws us off balance and there is no way that we can function at our best because it's, it's a vicious cycle and they're literally interconnected to each other. So the way we sleep at night will determine the way we show up in our day, the following morning, how productive we feel, how much we can get done, but also the way we show up in our day and the habits that we uh, do during the day will determine how well we sleep at night. And this is deeply tied to the frequency of light that we're also exposed to in nature. So if you don't mind Leland, if we can bring up the uh, slide. So this is, this is the frequency of sunlight that we, ex- that we expose ourselves to during the day. And if you look at this frequency, the one word that pops up in my mind is symmetry and balance. There's a symmetry and balance between all of the frequencies of colors and as well as the invisible uh, frequencies of UV and infrared. Now, one of the main problems that we face in today's world is that anytime we're exposed to our phones, screens, or we're surrounded by all these LED bulbs and screens, we are exposed to a frequency of light that is non-native, that we have not been exposed to throughout our evolution. And the one word that describes this frequency is it's completely unbalanced. And as a result, it throws us off balance. It distracts our uh, neurotransmitters, our hormones. So if we move to the second slide, um, Leland. So this is, this is the common frequency that we expose ourselves to from LED bulbs, screens. Anytime you're sitting in front of your phone, you're scrolling on social media, you're working on your laptop. But not only this, most people think it's phones and screens. The true danger is the light bulbs that we are using in our living room, in our kitchen, in our bathroom. And right. the one thing in common between all of these, they peak at 455 nanometer in blue light, this nasty peak that we see. Yeah. And this is, this is not even full spectrum blue light. This is a f- short, narrow peak in blue that is not balanced with the blue turquoise, orange, and red light. And And what I want people to to
0: understand about these frequencies and how they interact with your skin and your eye is that the blue and greens, particularly the higher ranges, create many of the same uh, damage, much of the same damage that we see with ultraviolet light in the skin that creates lipid peroxides and then DNA damage and oxidative stress that's associated with skin cancer. Okay, what the reds and the infrared light does in the skin is turn on healing and regeneration pathways and this is why i'm concerned that indoor lighting is actually causing more skin cancer than the sun
1: absolutely and And also why
0: eye diseases are exploding and why the cutting edge right now of ophthalmology which is eye medicine is really using red and infrared light to heal the retina
1: absolutely it's 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 completely deficient from our indoor environment and the right. one thing about blue light, it's getting a connotation that blue light is bad. And right. this is this is absolutely not true. Blue light is not good nor bad, just like anything else in nature. Everything in nature is relative. And its effect on us will depend on the time of the day we're exposing ourselves to it and whether or not it was balanced and proportionate with the other frequencies of colour. And that's a really
0: important point here. I want people to understand that the frequency that Rudy's got up on the screen right now, this looks like it's clearly heavy in blue light, but your eye doesn't perceive this. Your eye just thinks that's a white light. It can't tell the difference between this and sunlight, but it's having a very powerful effect. Just like you can't tell the difference between maybe stevia or artificial sweetener and sugar or fructose, your eye and your skin can't differentiate between white light from an LED bulb that's grossly imbalanced and really bad for your retina and your skin, and sunlight.
1: Absolutely. So the if, if we come back to the, to the slide before that, so the slide that is showing the spectral curve of sunlight, see, this is the frequency that we have evolved under for hundreds of thousands of years. And this frequency literally activates our inner pharmacy so that we can show up in the best way we could during our day, being alert, being focused, being energized. And notice Leland, that there's a lot of blue light in sunlight, but you can also notice it's balanced and it's proportionate with the yellow, orange and red light. And for the first time in our history, for the past hundred years, we're exposing our eyes to a frequency of blue, not even full spectrum of blue, just a spike in blue light at 455, that is not balanced and proportionate. And this is causing inflammation, It's uh, causing mitochondrial damage, leading to aging and neurodegenerative diseases. Oftentimes, what we hear from our clients, people sitting in front of their screen or under artificial light during the day, they feel like a lot of headaches, agitation, inability to focus. And coming back to my story, this is what I felt as a kid. I was suffocating in this classroom because I was a little bit more intuitive and connected to my inner uh, terrain than other kids, and all I wanted was to break free and be outside in the sun. Right. Now, of course, there there is there is. A, let's talk a little bit about solutions, right? Because let's face it, we are uh, we are now living in a modern world where we're surrounded by all type of lights. So, what can we do about it? Well, what, what we came up with uh, in Vivarese, if we move to the slide after this one. Okay, so. So knowing that blue light is not bad and it's an essential color that we must expose ourselves to during the day, but it needs to be balanced. It needs to be proportional with other colors. We wanted to find a solution that does not filter out blue light and eliminate it because that will make us sleepy and tired at the wrong time when we need to be active and productive during the day. So we came up with this uh, daytime solution that you can see here. And it's literally designed to decrease the sharpness of the 455 nanometer frequency and to make it more balanced and proportionate with the green, yellow, and some of the oranges. And what I tell people, this is a step towards balance, but it's not utter balance yet because we're still not getting that full spectrum light, but it's moving from complete unbalanced to a more balanced state. And what we tend to see is that most people wearing those glasses during the day Reports feeling less headaches, less eye strain, feeling more energized they 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 arrive on uh, at the end of the day and they're not completely wiped out and unable to 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 uh, play with their kids to, yeah. to, to and this is a hobby. big problem
0: that we we see is that people will get the wrong idea about blue blockers and they'll think, okay, anytime I'm in front of a screen, I'm supposed to be wearing these super dark lenses, but if you do that, you're gonna actually wind up feeling exhausted and and really being sleepy all day. And it also, it actually hurts your circadian rhythms because your brain's not sure what time of day it actually is. And this we this is something I actually use when I travel with your products because your blue blockers are so dark. Like if I'm going six, seven, eight hours difference in a time zone, I'll put them on so that I can adjust faster uh, because they trick my brain into thinking that it's night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's such an amazing way to simulate the new time that you are traveling to yeah, three right. days in advance, and then that will help you to overcome all the terrible feelings of uh, jet lag that we often feel when we travel from one time zone to another.
0: And I just did this to Thailand and I, I fixed my circadian rhythm within, you know, a 24 hour period. I used high dose melatonin to do that, which I wrote about over at my Substack vlog blog, if people are interested in learning more about that protocol but I used Rudy's glasses to do it.
1: Absolutely, I I'd, love, his, I'd love um, to learn about that protocol myself because I've never experimented with it, by the way.
0: Yeah, I also use your sleep glasses on the plane, or sleep glasses is the wrong word, sleep thingy on the plane.
1: The 3D, the blackout mask.
0: The blackout So, mask.
1: So one thing to highlight here, Leland, I often see a lot of confusion about, there's two different topics, right? Like there's there are experts like uh, Andrew Huberman saying, oh, uh, blue light is great during the day you shouldn't be blocking it and while this is a truth it's almost half truth that could lead to a full line yeah the dose because, makes
0: the poison right
1: absolutely because yes blue light is great during the day but only if it was balanced and proportional with the other frequencies of colors and right. if it's coming in this form like this a narrow spike it becomes very toxic it leads to inflammation it leads to mitochondrial damage and this uh, and this this too also like it's important to touch on something that there's there's a lot of yellow tinted glasses in the market that are engineered to block 100% of the blue light at 455 nanometer and i have experimented with this early on in my in my in my journey and what i found that they used to make me very tired and they throw me off rhythm and then eventually i understood why is because when I did my measurements, I saw that when you block blue light at 100% of the blue at 455 nanometer, you're actually wiping out a lot of the blue turquoise at 480 nanometer, which happened to be one of the important frequencies to stimulate melanopsin, the protein in the eye, the that, that signal to our brain that it's daytime. Mm. So if you happen to be, for example, sitting indoors, there's some, somehow a window somewhere, you're wiping out all of this blue turquoise. And you're basically causing yourself to start feeling a lot more drowsy, a lot more fatigued than you should because you're blocking a lot more than you should be blocking during the day.
0: And this is why getting that balanced natural light is so important. And so, you know, you'll notice what Rudy said was the 480 blue turquoise, right? It's not being emitted well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, by these LEDs. They're loaded with a different frequency, right? And this is why small small details matter like this. And that's what, one of the things that Rudy said that you know, was pretty... Pretty quick. You could easily miss it was it's a good idea to have some natural light coming into your work environment from from a window as much as possible. So like, I'm always oriented towards the window in my office and I always have my office in as bright of a room as possible. Or I'm working outside as Rudy is right now.
1: Absolutely. I I set my office outside as often as I could. But for people who can't, when there are windows in the space, make sure that you open them so you get that UV uh, undistorted, unfiltered by the by the tints of the windows, because most windows today distort the frequency of sunlight big big time. And another important thing is, if you uh, if there are some windows and then you're still sitting in an environment that is dominated by artificial light, then I would I would I would advise to put the daytime glasses from VivaRays, which will block which will uh, decrease the sharpness of this nasty frequency at 455 while still allowing you to absorb all the 480 nanometer that will be coming from the window. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so uh, moving to the second part of the day, I guess we, we did a really good job to cover the one half of the yeah. day. And as right. we started our conversation, we spoke about balance between day and night, between yin and yang, that balance mm-hmm. rhythmic interchange that we see in nature all the time. Right. We, we like the the one thing that we that I tend to see in my life, whether it's a problem with my family or in my health or in my business, it boils down to one word balance. And I, anytime I perceive those problems, I ask myself, how am I breaking the law of balance? So in this specific topic, when we're speaking about light, there is light, and there is darkness. And we need as much darkness as much as we need light. And the more we soak darkness, in fact, the more we're able to absorb light the following day without burning. And that's an absolutely important thing. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about it, Lennon. I see a lot of people, for example, uh, they go to the beach and they're like under intense sunlight from 12 till 4, frying themselves. Then they come back home and they're exposed to the second sun from artificial light which completely sabotages their melatonin. And as a result, their skin, their cells cannot undo and rejuvenate and do the healing work that will allow them to wake up the following day and being able to absorb sunlight without being irritated, so to speak.
0: Yeah, it goes back to what I said earlier about the red and infrared portions of the spectrum being very healing. And what people don't realize is that The UV light in your environment is strongest in the middle of the day, which is why it's really easy to go outside and burn in the middle of the day. But what they don't realize is that at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, which, and it varies, you know, you can look up your UV index just by Googling it. But, you know, early in the day and late in the day, you have more red and infrared light and less UV light. And that red and infrared light is actually healing the skin and preconditioning the skin so that it can cope with the stress of UV light later or recover from it if it's already been exposed so this all comes back to having a balanced light environment um, at the end of the day and it also the more sun you get during the day the higher your melatonin levels are at night because sun and infrared and red light in particular trigger melatonin production in the skin and in the eye and this means that you know this goes back to the idea of you know we don't necessarily want to block all of the light we want to balance all of the light and we want to have abundance of light during the day so that we know our bodies know that it's daytime But then we want to block very selectively frequencies of light at night that are going to disrupt our circadian rhythms. You know, I'll even use the sauna at night uh, because I love the feeling of of getting hot and breaking a sweat. And it often helps me sleep significantly. So, you know, it's not like light at all. Light during the day, bad, all light during the night, bad. It's that you need to have this balance. And that's what you've tried to do in your suite of products.
1: Absolutely, and I want to highlight something you said is extremely important. The more sunlight you get during the day, the better your sleep is going to be at mm-hmm. night because the better your melatonin production is. But right. it's also, it, it also applies the other way around. What, what I start noticing is the less, the less sunlight you get during the day, the more light-hungry you become and the more you're prone to want to be around artificial lights at night. Yes, because we are beings of light and every cell in our body is waiting to absorb that light. So when we spend most of our day indoors or in my case, for example, back in the days when I used to be a night owl, I would would wake up at 11 or 12. And for the first two or three hours, I'm very groggy. I'm still indoors. And it's not until 4 or 5 p.m. that my day would start. By then, I'm extremely light hungry. And the way I feed my light hunger is by being around screens, by being a lot of artificial lights. So that's another another uh, point to really pay attention to. You really want to maximize your sunlight exposure during the day so that your body really is craving darkness at night. And truly, when you spend a lot of time outdoors during the day, your body will crave that darkness. It will ask for it. And you would want to go to sleep very early because you will be like... You know, looking forward to it rather than being resistant to it. Now, that's a, exactly a very, right. a very important thing, Leland, is also like around sunset when we go outside and we witness directly on, or indirectly that slowly fading light, it actually signals to our nervous system that it's time to start. Uh, it's down. time to act, yeah, wind down, rejuvenate, and rest. And one very important thing about this sunset, it's also it decreases or it it scales down how how much we're going to be impacted by artificial light afterwards so so the more the more sunlight we get during the day and if we also go and watch the sunset the less sensitive to artificial light we're going to be afterwards and this is not to say that we're going to be 100 uh immune to artificial light and it's not going to affect us but if you take two people one who has spent a lot of time outdoors during the day and one who has not, and you, you place both of them under artificial light at night, the person who spent a lot more time uh, outdoors and who watched the sunset is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to have a less negative impact than the person who was indoors all the time and then exposed themselves to artificial light at night. Absolutely. We see that clinically all the time. It's not just a research finding. It's a real thing absolutely and and then basically you you go on your journey you witness that slowly fading light your nervous system is ready to rest repair and rejuvenate then you come back home you want to make sure that you're not exposed to that second sun from your artificial light in your home so that's when we advise that you put the vivarez evening glasses and those are engineered to mimic the color temperature of the bonfire at 1900 kelvins so they block 100 percent of the blue And we worked. we engineered a specific formula to block the highest frequency green, yet keep enough green so that you can still function, do your evening activities um, and do your work and in your evening tasks without feeling very sleepy.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's very important. And so what you're telling me is you, you, these, can you explain the graph that we've got up here? We've had it up here for a while and I don't think we've really talked about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as you can see in this graph, the, the, the one in the back is the nasty artificial light that we're exposed mm-hmm. to. Now, the equation changes at night because uh, we have never been exposed to blue and green light whatsoever at night. So after the sunset, ideally we want to eliminate those colors. This is when blue becomes extremely bad and we could say it out loud. Now, what the evening glasses do, as you can see, they the I'm holding right now, right? Yes.
0: Okay, yes. got it.
1: So, so they filter out 100% of the blue, and uh as you can see in the graph the highest frequency green yet they keep enough green so that you can still run your evening task without feeling very sleepy i like i like to think of them as like if you're if you're in nature around a bonfire it's the phase of the beginning of the bonfire you feel like you wind down you're relaxed yet you have enough energy to dance cook and socialize with your friends this is the evening concept this is
0: sort of like a twilight twilight
1: absolutely Absolutely. absolutely And then about an hour before bed, uh, let's move to the last graph. Uh, Yes. So about an hour before bed, switching to the nighttime glasses is going to be uh, game changing because these guys are designed to block 100% of the blue, 100% of the green. And and they're also designed to decrease the brightness by 15 times, which is a very, very important feature that I often see missed in other blue blocking glasses in the market. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because brightness of light also- It's very powerful. our circadian clock, it, it yes. throws us off.
0: And that's a really important misconception that people have. They think that because they're wearing blue blockers, they are protected. And that is, you, you need to be aware that there's two things here. There's the frequency, which we've talked a lot about, but the intensity also matters. Absolutely. And so, and I just like with your, so I wanna make sure I understand you correctly, right? You you created this product where it's, you have this clip-on and it's not clip-on, it's magne- magnetized, which I think is really slick. and you this allows me to travel with one pair of blue blockers that give me an evening pair so that I'm not totally zonked out when I'm out at night and then a dark dark darker
1: pair that allows me to really help my sleep two or three hours before bed is that right yeah absolutely so this is the daytime glasses yeah and uh, it's the base frame and technically you could seamlessly transition from one technology to another, depending on the time of the day, because it's all about the time and how yeah. much you need to blow. And,
0: and I so- need that because I need to carry with only, travel with only one carry-on. And so all this fits very conveniently in this little, little, you know, um, what is this? It's a bamboo tube, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And right. as you can see, it's the experience of interchanging is, is very seamless. It's very easy. So you don't need to buy three different frames, carry three different frames, it's it's a lot more cheaper one uh, than buying three different frames on our website, right. and also it's a lot more effective, a lot more practical.
0: Right. Exactly. Great.
1: Yes. Amazing. You, you got any
0: more slides for us to carry? Or
1: to cover? Uh, no, I think we're done with the slides. I wanted to show those graphs, and.
0: Great. So I hope everyone's enjoyed this. I hope you got a lot out of it. Understood, um, you know how these lenses mat like are very different, even though they may look very similar. You know, you have a lot of different options for where to get these products, but there's a reason why I test these things, why I order them from certain people and not others, and why I like uh, sitting down to chat with with Rudy so that I can know exactly what's going on with these products.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Leland, just to, to, to wrap it up for anyone who's listening, I think this is extremely simple, just like anything in nature is. Mm-hmm. And it boils down to three phases of the day, which we all live every single day. And some of us go through glorious, glorious moments of joy. Mm-hmm. Others experience sadness and failure. But it all boils down to what we do during those three phases of the day. The action that we take and the habits that we wire during That's those right. three phases will determine whether our day is going to be successful and healthy or end up being a failure and, and depleting us. And those three phases are first first thing in the morning when we wake up, what we do, and basically going outside watching that sunrise is going to be extremely advantageous. The second phase is in between. So basically uh, our daytime routine. And what I, what, I, what I suggest people doing is taking breaks. If you're working indoors, time yourself go outside and take five minutes of sunlight make sure you're wearing the the daytime glasses when you're indoors and then finally the evening routine go watch the sunset breathe meditate and make sure you block artificial light when you come back home
0: and there's one more thing I want to mention because I I I usually tie this into my conversations with people now um and that's that you have to remember that it's I mean Tesla said it's all about energy frequency and vibration more specifically, he said, "If you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration." And we've talked a lot about light right now, which is the main circadian rhythm uh, determinant or Zeitgeber. But I want people to understand that the reason why I like uh, the two products that I, you know, that I've shown of Reeds today—the sleep mask and then the blue blockers—is that wherever I'm traveling, no matter what I'm exposed to, and you guys actually have some ear, ear, uh, ear. What do you call them? ear, ear plugs.
1: If you just think in bugs. terms
0: of of creating a good sleep environment. It's got to be dark. It's got to be quiet, and it's and that means for me a sleep mask, particularly when I'm traveling, because you may have bright lights outside of hotel rooms and whatever. Um, you may be, live in an apartment where you can't control something with the street lighting, and even blackout curtains don't fully block that light. And then I'll use um, ear earbuds, or rather ear plugs, uh, and then the blue blockers. And that's really the key to optimizing your circadian rhythms and in many respects your health because the energy you're exposed to is going to determine how the matter that is your body functions and how the electromagnetic organ that is your brain uh, really works.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, thanks for mentioning this because sometimes we take also sounds for granted mm. and we don't realize how much sound impacts us. And especially being a traveler in Mexico, I sometimes bounce into, <laughs> into some situations where I completely have no control of the, of the noise around. And uh, the, the earplugs have been life-saving, literally. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right.
0: Rudy, thanks for joining me. It's great seeing you. And if anyone has questions, yeah. post them in the comments. Again, there's a discount code for VivaRays products in the description of this video. And I encourage you to check out what they've got and to use it to protect your circadian rhythms.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Leland. And, yeah, if everyone has any questions, want to reach out personally, they could uh, reach out to us, support at VivaRays.com.
0: Thanks everyone for watching and have a great day.